Welcome everyone <clears throat> to this week's uh, special edition of all Parsha on the Ben Le'ashri, on Parshas Boy. Ben Le'ashri, of course, of the Tzaddik of Ranan Rav Yitzchak HaKoyin Huberman. Today, B'Siyata Deshmaya, with the help of the Rebbe we will endeavor to uh, try to share ten thoughts of the Ben Le'ashri on Parshas Boy. <clears throat> Number one, the Ben Le'ashri writes on page Stamach Zayin in his Sefer, that the Zayar HaKadosh comments on the opening Pasuk of this week's Parsha Boyal Paroi, Rabbi Huda Pasach, Rabbi Huda began expounding in the following way, Ashrei Ha'am Yoide'e Sirua, fortunate are the people who understand Trua, had to blow the Shoifar, and the Tzach Renan asks, firstly, Rabbi Huda doesn't even expound on this Pasuk. Secondly, what in the world does this Pasuk have to do with the opening Pasuk of Parshas Boy? What does who mentioned anything about here? Well, I thought, if uh, if I may, that there's an amazing remez of the Bali Hatoisis on this Pasuk of Rabbi Lazar of Garmaisa, it's actually cited by the Ben Ashri earlier on in a safe on page Samachvav, that the Rashi Tevois of this pasuk, es libay via slave, kiani hechbadeti, I hardened. Es libay, his heart, via slave, is Rashi Tevay's Elul. This is one of the early Ramazim to the month of Elul, one of the earliest in the Taira. So since the month of Elul is Marumas in this pasuk, where during Elul we cannot harden our heart, so therefore Rabbi Huda finds a connection to the concept that Kalisol knows how to blow the shoifar. After all, Minog Yisrael is to blow the shoifar in the month of Elul. However, the Tzadik of Ranan explains what is the connection between this Pasuk and Ashri Ha'am Yodei He says that Klal Yisrael has the good fortune that they know how to humble their hearts. They know how to remove the hardness of their hearts. While the nations of the world have Kvedos Halev, their hearts are hardened. They're not sensitive to see the hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore they need the Makos, so to speak. Klal Yisrael has the ability to soften their heart through the learning of Musr, through being having a, an acute awareness of the hand of Hashem in the world. So as a contrast to Paro and his nation's hardened heart, Rabbi Huda contrasts fortunate are the people, Yoide'e Serua, who know how to humble and break their hearts. Terua, a lashon of Teroyim Beshevet Barzel, a broken, to break, with a, a rod of iron. Okay, offering number two. Avde Para Elav. The servants of Para said to him, How long is this guy going to be a stumbling block? First of all, what do you mean this guy? Say Say his name. Second of all, why that? What about Aaron? Aaron was with Moshe. In fact, when they ran after them, it says Vayushav. They brought them both back, so they should say, Well, says the Tzadik of Ranana, there is an important gematria here, which is enabled by the word Zeh. We know that in the Toichacha, in Parshas Kisavai, there are 98 curses. Tzadik Ches Klolos Natechacha. The numerical value of Zeh Lanu, this one for us, is 98. The Mitzvah were saying, How long are you going to let this this fester for? What do you want? We, you want us to get 98 makos? 10 is more than enough. Otherwise, who knows how many there are going to be. So the gematria of 
Azelanu is 98. The mitzvah were saying, let them go. Otherwise, we don't know how large the count will get. Okay. Hashem says to Moshe, stretch out your hand on the land of Egypt. What do you mean, stretch out your hand in the Arba? That's an unusual word or expression. Well, the Chida brings in the Sefer Pnei David. That the reason why the Jewish people left Egypt after 210 years, and we mentioned th- this last week in the Balaturim Shir on Parshas Ba'ira, is that Yitzchak's name originally was Yitzchak Yud Sin Chaskov. And he gave up the Sin, 300, and he exchanged it for a Tzadi, which is 90. And the difference being 210, and then that merit, the Jewish people left Egypt after 210 years. So the merit of Yitzchak, we left after 210. So Paro is saying to Moshe, Moshe! you got to stick around here 400 years, 430 years. You can't leave after 210. So Moshe is saying, No, Paroi. Ba'arbe. Ba'arbe is numerically valued at 210. We're allowed to leave after 210. In the merit of Yitzchak, who gave up the sin from his name in exchange for Eitzadi. In fact, the gematria of Arbe, without the base, is Yitzchak, 208. So Moshe was signaling to Paroi, Paroi, Ba'arbe. This is why we're leaving after 210 in the merit of Yitzchak Avinu. Now, the Ben uh, Ben Ashri has a very interesting Ha'ara. Namely, in Parak Yod, Pasuk Yod Beis Yod Gimel, Hashem says to Moshe, stretch out your hand over Egypt. Vayit Moshe Smateo. Moshe stretches his stick. Wait a second. God says, stretch out your hand. Why is Moshe stretching out his stick? And then, earlier by Barad, also Hashem says to Moshe, stretch out your hand. What, What does Moshe do? He stretches out his stick. By Makas Choshech, Hashem says to Moshe, stretch out your hand. There he does stretch out his hand. Why is Moshe sometimes deviating from what Hashem commanded him? If I may, a possible answer to this is found in the Sefer Beis Elohim of the Mabit of Moshe Mitrani in the Shar HaYisoydes Perk Chav Gimel. That when Hashem spoke to Moshe and he says, Hamata Hazet Tikach V'yadecha, this staff should be in your hand, what he was saying is, you have full discretion to do whatever you want with it. You could stretch out your hand and leave it in your other hand. You could stretch out the stick. You could put the stick on the floor. You could motion with the stick. In other words, the stick is yours to do whatever you want. Whatever you do is good. That is why the the um, Beis Elikim writes, specifically by the Makos, where Moshe seemed to have deviated from what Hashem commanded, the Pasuk says, they did exactly what Hashem says to indicate that whatever they did, it was exactly as Hashem said. Now in offering number five, again the Ben Lashri deals with this question, and he says, I've wondered my whole life why Moshe Rabbeinu deviated from what God said. God said, stretch out your hand, Moshe stretches out the stick. He says, possibly you could explain based on the comments of Archaim HaKadosh, on the word Ba'arbe, that Ba'arba means, put a locust on the stick and stretch it out. So that's what Ba'arba refers to. The word Ba'arba is referring to taking a locust and putting it on the stick. So in fact, Hashem did tell Moshe Rabbeinu to stretch out a stick, and therefore Moshe Rabbeinu is doing exactly as he was told. Offering number six, which is the, the main offering of uh, this week's Ben Ashri. Are the words of the pasuk Daber Naba Ozneha Am. 
please speak to the ears of the people and everyone should borrow from their friend and each woman from their neighbor, silver, gold, and God gave the grace to the people in the eyes of the Egyptians. Also, Moshe Abenu was very great in the, in the land of Egypt, in the eyes of the servants of Paroi, and in the eyes of the people. And Rashi says, if Hashem says the word na, that means Hashem was begging them. Hashem was saying, do me a favor, I beg you, please borrow the gold and silver so you leave Egypt with great wealth, because I don't want Avram Avinu to say that va'avadum ve'inu aysam bahem that you fulfilled God, that they were served and afflicted. But afterwards they will leave with great wealth, you did not fulfill. Therefore, they must borrow. Please ask them, I beg you, to leave with gold and silver. Why? So that that righteous man, Avram Avino, does not have any complaints. So the well-known question is that God has to fulfill His word whether Avram has complaints or doesn't have complaints. Isn't it more basic for Hashem to have the Jewish people borrow the silver and gold because He said that we were going to leave with great wealth? Why is the, what the concern of Hashem, what Avram Avinu is going to say, isn't it more basic that Hashem should be concerned to actually fulfill His word? And it is brought... Um, a further question that the Ben Lashri asks is, the language of Rashi is that Avram Avinu will say, you fulfilled in them the avadim ve'inoisam, and you did not fulfill in them v'achar kach yetsu b'chosh gadol. Why? V'avadim ve'inoisam ki'im bahem, they will be enslaved and afflicted, you fulfilled in them. Why the repetition again? You did not fulfill in them. Another question is that Chazal say one of the reasons why the Jewish people did not want to borrow the silver and gold is because it was a load. It was too heavy. Ask the Tzadik Ranana. That seems ridiculous. Somebody is given great wealth. Nobody's going to complain that it's too heavy to lug around. What do Chazal mean that it was too heavy of a load. Now, most of this approach is already found in the Gra, in the Imre Noyam and Masech Brachas. There is one Nakuda that is uh, unique and novel to the approach of the Tzadik of Ranana. And as the Tzadik Ranana says, when we left Egypt, we were not fully freed because the Egyptians continued to run after us and this this was not a grand finale until we uh, went to the Yamsuf and the Egyptians followed us into the Yamsuf, and the sea split, and they were drowned. In other words, even though we were leaving Egypt with great wealth, we, would, we could have come right back, they could have uh, uh, retrieved us, they could have killed us, chas v'shalem. So this thing was not over until it was over, until the Yam. Now we know that actually at the Yam, we got much more wealth than we did by borrowing the silver and gold from the Egyptians seven days earlier. In fact, Chazal say on the Pasuk, that Chazal say on this pasuk in Shir Hashirim, that the spoils that we took from the sea were even greater, much greater than what we took out of Egypt. So the Jews said to themselves, look, we know this tradition, we know God promised us we're going to leave with great wealth, and that will be fulfilled when it's over, namely at the sea. Why lug all the silver and gold to the sea 
Let the Egyptians carry it. Let them do the dirty work. In other words, we're getting it anyway. Why should we be the schleppers? Let them schlep it and then we'll get it. Anyway, what we're going to get in the end is much greater. So that's what Chazal mean that the Jews did not want to schlep because it was so heavy. It's not that they didn't want to schlep money. It's they figured they're getting it anyway. Why bother? Now, Hashem said, you're right, you're going to get it anyway. But Avram Avinu, who's watching from Shamayim, the way the Gras says it, as he sees you leaving, he may not know and realize that you're not getting into later. So he may question for seven days, where's the gold and the silver? That's how the Gras learns. Sadiq Ranana says, no, Avram Avinu was privy that ultimately they would get the silver and gold, the same way the Jewish people apparently were privy to that. But what Avram Avinu's taina would have been is, you fulfilled va'avadam ve'inu aysam with those Egyptians. Those Egyptians enslaved them, afflicted them. And then what? They're going to die, and they're not going to see with their own eyes that we're wiping them out of their gold and the silver. Va'avadam ve'inu aysam ki'im bahem. You fulfilled in those Egyptians that they were enslaved, and that they were enslaved, and they were... Afflicted, but you did not fulfill in those Egyptians the Acharechein Yitzu Brachush Gadol, and therefore I don't want Avramavinu to say, of course Hashem was going to fulfill His promise, but I don't want Avramavinu to say, but it wasn't in those Egyptians. Okay, we move on to the next offering. Also on that, on those psukim, the pasuk and Zohar Perkinah pasuk Gimel, Gam Ha'ish Moshe Gadol Ma'od Be'Eretz Mitzrayim Be'Ene Avde Parayu Ve'Ene Am. Also, the man Moshe was very great in the land of Egypt, in the eyes of Pharaoh, and the eyes of his people. Who cares? What's the point of that? Why does the Torah say Moshe was very great in the eyes of the Egyptians? It's irrelevant. So the Tzadikah of Ranana, no, it's very important. Because you might wonder, why was Moshe Rabbeinu not busy in the mitzvah of taking the Bizas Mitzrayim, of borrowing money, gold and silver, from the Egyptians? Maybe it's because since he afflicted them with the Makos, they hated him, and they would never lend to him. And that's why he was not busy with that mitzvah, because maybe Moshe felt he would not be successful in borrowing. The answer is, uh, no, absolutely not. That's not the reason he wasn't busy with it, because he was very honorable in their eyes. He was, And if he would have asked to borrow, they would have covered Godol, lent him and uh, a lot of jewels and a lot of wealth. So why didn't he busy himself with the Bees of Mitzrayim? The answer is, as Chazal say, Chacham Lev Yikach Mitzvah, because he was involved in a more important mitzvah, namely the burial of Yosef HaTzadik. Okay, offering number eight. Ani Yoytzei B'Toich Mitzrayim. Paragyodal Pazuchas. I will go out amidst Egypt. The Targum translates the word Yoytzei as Miskali. I will be revealed within Egypt. Says the Tzadik Ranana, but betoich does not mean to be re- to go out. Does that mean to be revealed? Says the Tzadik Ranana, this there is a great remez that is latent over here. The word ani, Skematria sixty one, ani sixty one will be revealed within the word Mitzrayim, which is three eighty, three eighty plus ani sixty one is four forty one ms. God is saying. The truth will be revealed in Egypt. And when the truth is revealed, all sheker, all falsehood, dissipates and withers away. Okay, number nine. This month shall be for you. The Medrash says in Shemais Rabbah, Parsha Tesvav, Ois Yodalid, 
This Pasuk is a reference to the, to the idea, Be Malachim Yemleichel. In me, kings shall reign. And the Mepharshim ask, what, what is this Pasuk, Be Malachim Yemleichel, got to do with the Pasuk of HaChadosh HaZalachem? Says it's like Ranana, it could be explained based on the teaching of the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh. The Baal Shem writes, brought in the Dega Machne Ephraim in this week's Parsha, that in the month of Nisan, God coronates the kings of the Umay Sa'ilam in heaven, and Sadiqim are perceptive to that coronation, and they could maneuver it, and they could tamper with it, and they could say, no, Rabbanu Shalom, let's take this guy out, let's put this guy in. In other words, there is a uh, investiture, there is an inauguration that goes on in heaven of the presidents and kings of of the nations of the world on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, and the Tzadikim have have uh, are privileged to be involved in that. Hachodesh Hazalachem. Therefore, the matter says, "Be Malachim Yimleichu." This, in fact, is the month that, although you don't see it here in this world, but in the Shamayim, that is the time that the kings of the world are coronated. And finally, the last offering for this week, Hachodesh Hazalachem Rosh Chodeshim. This month will be for you. The head of the months. Chazal say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Klai Yisrael, this is the Psikta Rabasi, Parshas HaKadosh Oishyadzayin, my children, I will renew the Geula to you at this time. Where is, where is there any remez or allusion or hint to the coming of the Geula in this Pasuk HaKadosh HaZelachem? Says the Tzadik of Ranana, amazingly, the Gematria of HaKadosh HaZelachem, HaKadosh is three 17, Hazel, 17, Lachem, 90, Gematria 424, which is a Gematria of Mashiach ben David. Mashiach ben David 424. Hazel, Lachem, Mashiach ben David, Gematria 424, Mashiach ben David. The Soifei Tevois of Hachoydesh, Hazel, Lachem, is Moshe, as Arizal teaches us, brought in the Arachayim HaKadosh and Parshas Aichi, that the Mashiach will be none other than Moshe himself. Moshe is Rashi Tevois, Ma Shehoya Hu Sheyeh, that which was. Moshe was the Goyal Harishon. He was the first Redeemer. He will be the future Redeemer. HaChodesh Hazel Lochem, Gematria, Mashiach Ben David. We should be Zoycha to see it. Bimheira Amen. Wishing everyone Agun Shabbos.